I was uh, already a priest when Pope John Paul II uh, declared the second Sunday of Easter the uh, also Divine Mercy Sunday. And um, throughout the years, uh, people have asked me, well, why don't you do a special Mass, you know, on Divine Mercy Sunday? And, um, and I've never done it. And the reason is because uh, the, the reason why the Pope placed Divine Mercy Sunday on the universal calendar is so that every Mass celebrates Divine Mercy Sunday. And Divine Mercy Sunday isn't really about the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. The Chaplet of Divine Mercy is part of what, it, what Divine Mercy is about, but it doesn't encompass the whole. Um, and so to focus merely on, on that particular private devotion is to, to kind of be reductive in our view of Divine Mercy. Divine Mercy is much larger than that, although it's, you know, it's certainly part of the extension of Divine Mercy, the chaplet. So, so then, to have a fuller grasp then of what it means to celebrate Divine Mercy, the first thing we have to do is, is get straight about our working definition of mercy. What is mercy? What does it mean to have mercy? Well, you know, in short, we might say, that a person who shows mercy is a person to another is a person who does not give out the full punishment that the other one deserves. So one party offends another, and the offended party does not punish the offending party to the fullest degree that they deserve. And in fact, they may not even punish them at all. They may they may reduce the punishment or they may just completely wipe the punishment away, right? I mean, we all have probably suffered punishment. There are some kids here. There's a lot of old people here. There's some kids. You guys have been punished, right? I hope so. All right, punishment is good, actually, usually, usually. Have you ever had your parents tell you, if you tell me the truth right now, I won't punish you as bad as if you lie to me? Has that ever happened? That happened to me all the time. Maybe it's just me. Um, <laughs> although the, your parents never tell you what that lesser punishment would be. They just leave it up in the air. So you never really know if you tell the truth, if it's going to work out in your favor. But I think that all parents, you know, most parents tend to want to, on one hand, they want to punish their children, which, which is a good thing if, if children have done something wrong to be punished. But on the other hand, because of the great love that you have for your children, you don't want to, you know, punish them to the fullest because you also know that, well, you know, they're children. You know, this is a whole learning process, but I've got to do something, but how do I do it in an even-handed way? And, you know, maybe I don't have to punish them from, from, for everything they do. Usually parents will overlook many, many things until they finally snap, right? <laughs> All right, so... So we, we understand how this might work with one another. Somebody might offend us or do something to us, you know. Um, we might suffer some, some injustice or even grave injustice at the hands of another person, and we choose to not punish them, you know, to the degree that they deserve. We're merciful with them. We don't hold it against them as much as we perhaps would like to. That's what it would mean to be merciful. Now, in relationship to God, our sins deserve eternal damnation. There's no getting around it. 
It's the essence, I mean, it's part of the essence of Christianity. It's not just Catholicism. It is, it is a part of Christianity that our sins deserve death as the punishment, not just physical death, but eternal death. That's what we deserve for offending our God. And this is what God tells us we deserve, right? But God, because he loves us and because he's merciful, but he's also just, has to fulfill all of that because justice is a part of who God is, mercy is a part of who God is, and love is a part of who God is. And anything that God is, he is that perfectly. So he's perfectly just, he's perfectly merciful, he's perfectly loving, etc. So to fulfill perfect justice, a perfect sacrifice would have to be made, right? To make up for our sins. And because he's merciful, he, he understands that we could not possibly make up that sacrifice ourselves. So he sends his son who can perfectly make up for what we cannot make up for ourselves, right? So he's, he dies on the cross. God sends his son to redeem us, to preserve us from that eternal damnation we deserve. This is mercy. Not allowing us to uh, receive the full punishment for our sins, but actually wiping away that punishment so that we no longer need to suffer it. You might say, well, how much, that doesn't really help me now. Well, no, but it'll help you later. <laughs> it's, it's not one of those things we normally look at now, but it is one of those things we ought to look at. And so the, the Feast of the Divine Mercy is important for us to understand what our God has done for us. It's an extension of the Easter mysteries. Our God could hold it against us, and he would have every right to do so. Every right. And if he, if he chose to, he could punish us fully. But because of his great love and his mercy, his son did it for us. And this is a great, great gift. This is why we, this is the only reason to be Christian. It's really the only, I mean, it's, there could be other reasons. We have potlucks and stuff and food and nice people. But, I mean, this is Christianity. This is the essence of Christianity. Our sins deserve death. God sent his son to die on the cross to redeem us from that and to save us from that and to open for us the doors of heaven so that we can be saved. That's the essence. If we don't have that, the Dairy Queen's open now. I was there. Go to the Dairy Queen because this is a loss for you because that is the essence. And it's an amazing, amazing thing. Now, we look at the scriptures today. We look at particularly the gospel. All right? And so it's the first day of the week. The apostles are in the upper room. And they've locked the doors. And, it, and the scriptures tell us they've locked the doors for fear of the Jews. Now, who do, this comes from the Gospel of John. So when he says the Jews, he means the Jewish leaders. All right? Um, and so what they're afraid of is, you know, they, they know that their, uh, you know, their, their leader, their teacher, um, has just been killed, um, arrested and tortured and then killed, and they're fearful that this may happen to them as well. So they're up in the upper, they're hiding. They're in fear. They're in fear. But not just fear. Because they deserted Jesus in the end. Peter, uh, Peter denied the Lord three times before the end. Also locking the doors and hiding themselves away, it's, it's reminiscent of Adam and Eve after they sinned. 
Do you remember how that story goes? Adam and Eve sin and then they hid from God in the garden like that was possible. But we do that all the time. We hide from God. We sin gravely. We stop going to church for a month and God doesn't want to see me. Or we stop saying our prayers. God doesn't want to hear from me. And then we, you know, duh, you got to go back to church. So we go back to church and we start all over again. We do it all the time. It's, it's just sort of in our nature. Well, so the apostles, same thing. They're in shame. They're ashamed of having deserted their master. They're ashamed of not having been there when they took him down from the cross, nor having been there when they buried him. They just completely abandoned him. So they're ashamed. They've wronged their Lord. And so what does Jesus do? The doors are locked. Well, Jesus now is resurrected. So his body is different and yet the same. It's a bit of a conundrum. So he comes through the doors, although they're locked, is what we're told. And he appears to them. And the first thing he says to them is, shame on you. No. First thing he says to them is, you are guilty. How could you do this to me? No. The first thing Jesus says is, peace be with you. He could have said all that other stuff. And he would have every right to do so. They deserted him. They wronged him. Right? They completely abandoned him. He could have said it. And it wouldn't have been sinful for him to do so. But this is not who God is. God instead comes to them in their sinfulness and says, Peace be with you. And then he identifies himself. And he'll do this. We'll hear this in the scriptures all throughout Easter. And he identifies himself. And this is why he shows them his hands and his side is, I'm the one who died on the cross. It is I. Right? And that's how they continue to see him. He continues to reveal himself. But, but in this moment, it's through his woundedness. And it, it's this paradox because they did it to him also. The apostle's sins nailed him to the cross. Just like our sins nailed him to the cross, so did their sins. They nailed him to the cross also. And he shows them what they did to him. And he doesn't say, he doesn't say this is your fault. He doesn't have any anger or resentment. He says, peace. It's okay. It's okay. Thomas wasn't there. He wanted the experience as well. So Jesus comes back and does the same thing. Peace. Be at peace. That's what it was all about. That's what mercy gives. The fruit of mercy is peace. We don't have to be full of anxiety because of our sinfulness, full of anxiety because of all of the horrible things we've done in our lives. And if we made a list, can you imagine? If I got out of a whiteboard and we just started, you know, we'll start with this row. What, did, what have you done? And we just started, we need a lot of whiteboards. And we'd all be ashamed. We'd all be ashamed. And we might even be fearful and have anxiety and wonder, how could God forgive me with all the stuff that I've done? But he comes to us and he says, peace, peace be with you. I took care of it. It's taken care of. I've won the battle. I am victorious over the grave. You no longer need to worry about it. All you need do is receive the gift. Just receive the mercy and know the peace that I bring you this day.
Please stand.